I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're going to be talking about surviving the breakup. A big topic. <laughs> yeah. It really does feel like surviving a breakup yeah. when you're yeah. going through it. Because it's so overwhelming that it just takes over your life. Yeah. Like you can't think, you can't think clearly, mm -hmm. you can't sleep, you can't eat. Mm -hmm. You feel physical pain, you get stomach aches, Crying you get uncontrollably. diarrhea. Yeah. I mean, and I had an overwhelming sensation of this big hole in my chest. Mm, right. Which it just felt, always described very well. Yeah, yeah, it just felt like a gaping crater yeah. in my chest. An and that, open wound. Yeah, yeah, and it's just awful. So, so many of you are probably feeling a lot of those symptoms, maybe all of those symptoms, maybe even more. And, you know, when you're feeling that loss, it just takes over your life almost from the minute you wake up yes. to the minute you go to sleep. Because yeah. like any major issue in your life, you think about it again every time you wake up, every day you wake up. Yeah. And then you're just constantly waiting for your ex to reach out. You're staring at your phone. And you don't care about anybody reaching out to you except for your ex. Yeah. So it's it's such a difficult time to get through. And, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about that and some strategies and ideas to help you get through your breakup. Right. So sometimes just making it to the next day is a challenge. Like Margaret said, you just wake up and you think about it automatically. It's like you can't help yourself but think and think and think. And so, that's if you could sleep enough yeah, to wake up. That's true. Because so many people say they can't eat and they can't sleep. Yeah, and that's big. So the first reminder we have, and this is not easy, but is to be kind to yourself. So it can be easy to beat yourself up from things that happened in the relationship or even how you're handling the breakup. Some people are like, well, I should be over this already. You know, why am I still trudging over the same thoughts? Try to be kind to yourself in this regard. Have compassion for yourself. Realize that this is normal in the process of breaking up. Um, you know, many people have this difficulty with the separation. Um, so the more you can normalize it, the less you'll feel crazy for, you know, feeling so distressed over a breakup. Yeah. You know, Margaret, I think one of the things that's just overwhelming is that feeling of this is all my fault. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you want to find out how many people are well taught that do what we do for a week, <sighs> almost everyone, men and women, um, feel it's their fault no matter what happened. Um, and they will decide it must be this one thing I did or said, and they will obsess over that incident for days sometimes. Um, and it isn't always all your fault. Um, it's not all, always your partner's fault. These things do happen in life. 
but don't beat yourself up. It takes up way too much energy. It's, you know, it's helpful to be able to feel those feelings, Margaret, but how can people do that without being overwhelmed with that guilt? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, again, again, it's about being aware. Um, and anytime you feel guilty, I think you should always take a second look at it because guilt can be so destructive and sometimes so unfair. Mm. Okay. So I think you have to bring your head into the process and not just your heart and say, if I really think about this logically, would my partner make a decision based on this little phrase that I said? No, probably not. And it's hard to think straight enough to get logic into it, but you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. So it would, you know, it's helpful to try and feel those feelings, Margaret, right? And, Absolutely. And, and, you know, sit with them. And, you know, if that means screaming or punching a pillow or cursing them out or yeah. writing a letter, but not sending it. Don't send it. Yeah, don't send it. Right. Yeah. Just writing it and shred it if you have to. Burn it if you need to. Whatever, you know, you got to do. To feel that feeling, it, it can be helpful to do so. The other thing is, sometimes people find this helpful. If you're feeling sad, write down every word you can think of for sad, mm -hmm. okay? Which gives you a little more. I'm always into the words. Or every word you can think of about being angry. Um, do not dwell on your faults. It's not helpful right now. And most people blame themselves. Okay, you want to save that energy to help yourself feel better and help yourself heal. Don't beat yourself up. And any experience we've ever had um, of being in trouble with a parent or in school or whenever, all those feelings come back. You know, they, they're really right. I, I wasn't that smart and I'm really not nice to everybody and I'm not always considerate. And sometimes it can be selfish and you can come up with a whole list. Please yeah. try and avoid that. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between, you know, beating yourself up and taking a look at the mistakes that you made yes, to better very yourself. very different mm -hmm. things, right. Uh, it's just a knee-jerk, destructive reaction to beat yourself up. Yeah. But to be, get, to be able to look at what you might want to work on, that's very healthy. Right. And initially after the breakup, just those feelings of distress can be so overwhelming oh, yes. that you can't even self-reflect on the no, relationship no. at all. Sometimes you yeah. can't even do that for you're, a few days. Yeah, you're like in survival mode. Yeah, right? absolutely. And for me, that's how it was personally. I remember for me, it was crying. I was constantly crying. It was really difficult to even function. I remember oh, sure. being in class and tearing up and thinking, not now, not now, I have to focus. But I think really that's, it's important to feel those feelings. I remember coming home from class and just sobbing. I, I started with tissues, then I had to grab the big towel because the <laughs> tissues couldn't hold all my tears. Mm -hmm. And I also remember just uh, laying on my wooden floor, this was in Norway at the time, and just crying into the wooden floor over and over again. Oh my. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. They probably had to replace the floor. <laughs> probably. Well, and I <laughs> hope it wasn't damage. the first floor because it would be really cold. <laughs> it was the second floor. Okay. <laughs> they were probably like, how did this flooding happen up here? <laughs> <laughs> the pipes need to get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you might think that we're crazy for suggesting you feel these feelings and suggesting yeah. you to cry and to let it out. 
Um, but really, it it's much better than holding it in or trying to push it all down. It never works. Right, right. And if you do have to pull yourself together to function for work or for school, by all means, do that. But make sure that you have that outlet to actually feel those feelings and sit with them. Yeah. You have to grieve, Margaret. You absolutely have to grieve. And that's really what most therapy is about. All right. You're hurt and you're angry and you're sad. But, yeah, it's a grief process. You've lost someone. And that's hard. Mm. Yeah. And it could be really helpful to remind yourself that feelings change. Okay? Your ex's feelings can change about the relationship or the breakup, but your feelings are going to change. You're not going to feel like this forever. No, and that's important to remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean you're going to feel better in a week or even a couple of months. It may take up to a year before you really feel like yourself again. And that would be normal. That would be okay Absolutely. if that's the case. But just continue to work through it and really work, move, try and move forward and heal in that time. Uh, don't get stuck and not really do the work in that time. Because I, I do notice that I did a call recently with a guy who broke up with a girl about nine mm -hmm. months ago, but his affect and where he seemed like he was at was literally like the breakup happened two weeks ago. Right, so yeah, no process had happened for him. Yeah, yeah. and I was really worried about that because I'm like, you gotta get this process going. Yeah. You know, and he was still telling himself things like, uh, you know, no, there's nobody else out there for me. Mm. I can't meet anybody. And I'm just oh, like, no, yeah. I'm like, you, you can't look at it like that. I yeah. mean, I, it's normal to feel like that, you know, maybe the first four to six months after a breakup. Mm. But when you're getting close to a year, you really want to be able to be beyond that and working through things and, you know, healing. And I just felt like he wasn't really processing and dream. He was catastrophizing, yeah. saying things can only get worse for me. Now I'll never have anybody. We we just had a, a case like that where the man felt that if he didn't marry this woman mm -hmm. right away, he would be alone for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Life just isn't that cut and dried, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not either or or it's all over. I'm glad you were concerned about him. Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, so remind yourself, this too shall pass. And you can even put it on a note card, put it in your car, put it on the refrigerator, mm -hmm. put it on the toilet, <laughs> where you're probably spending most of your time anyway. <laughs> and <laughs> pass works in multiple ways on the toilet. <laughs> but if you remind yourself that it does get better and things will change and your feelings will change, it can help you to realize that the pain isn't going to last forever because right. it won't. Right. And you also want to remember to take care of yourself. This might seem really rudimentary, but like Margaret was mentioning earlier, sometimes it's hard to even eat right. or to sleep. Or to sleep. So you want to make sure that you're nourishing your body with good food, that you take time to go outside if you can. Not that these things are going to cure you by all means, but you want to make sure that your body is functioning, that you're able to take care of yourself. And it can be something small even, just do something that boosts your mood. Um, it could be talking to a friend, maybe something that calms you down. Watching a Disney movie always helps me. <laughs> um, and, you know, try to avoid that destructive self-care. Many times people can try to find something to distract themselves from those feelings of grief. Um, they could, you know, go out and party or do something crazy just to get their mind off of the breakup. 
self-care also involves saying no to those destructive things. Mm -hmm. So allow yourself that comfort and be patient with yourself through the process. Yeah, it's okay to go out and party and do those things, but you don't want to be self-destructive right, right. about it. I was just going to say, yeah, don't be yeah. self-destructive. And, and if you need to get away from your troubles briefly, and you can, that's great. Yeah. Another big thing that you can do, and I did this a lot, was look to friends and family to talk to. Now, this the big trouble with that is that they often want to give you advice, and the, mm -hmm. the bad breakup advice yeah. usually comes with that. Yeah. You know, I... When I was going through breakups, would I found it very difficult to find people that were helpful with their advice because a lot of breakup advice and strategies that really works is counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. You'll have friends and family that say, "Tell them everything you're feeling." Yeah. Give them a handwritten letter. Uh, Stop at their house. Yeah. No. Fly across the country and show up unexpectedly. <laughs> no, not good advice. And I've seen all of those things and a lot worse. And the other thing that inevitably happens, even right after the breakup, is move on. Right. And I think they didn't care about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or they could even shame you for still being stuck on them. You know, like... Why aren't you over this? Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're still obsessed about that, about him, about her. You know, so don't listen to them. Take all of the time that you need to process the breakup. Yeah. Just remember that your feelings are important and valid. Um, and they're important enough to be acknowledged. When you're ready, then you can go out and meet new people. You don't have to have your friends and family pressuring you as to where you should go or who you should meet. I know sometimes people can even set you up on blind dates mm -hmm. after the breakup just to try to get you to move on or get you distracted. Take your time and go at your own pace. And I know right now your ex might seem like your entire world, but they're just a part of what, what's actually out there and what is there for you. So you can take your time in discovering that um, and take your time in processing the breakup and working on your attachment issues. There's no timer on this. Uh, there's no due date. So by all means, take all the time you need. Yep. Right now, you're not likely to feel like doing anything. Like a lot of the hobbies or interests that you had, they feel meaningless. Mm -hmm. Maybe your business or career feels unimportant because now that relationship is lost. That goes away in time. And yes, when you're going through a breakup, you often really reflect on the relationship and what it really meant to you and maybe how you weren't uh, nurturing it or maybe neglecting it. Mm -hmm. And so you want to improve on those things and use this as a lesson to improve and learn from it, grow from it, and think about how you can do things differently if you get your ex back or if you date other people in the future. We have hundreds of videos in the attachment style playlist. The workbooks in the course are all focused on personal growth that's going to help you either improve yourself for new people or to reattract your ex because they will be surprised by all the changes you make. Because mm -hmm. quite frankly, I think a big thing that exes think is they're not going to really change. Right. And we hear it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And that's normal because your ex doesn't realize that there's a channel out there that explains love and attachment <laughs> like we do and how to improve your relationships. But if you really can do the work and show them, then they're going to see it and going to be a lot more likely to give it another chance. So just realize that there is a lot of hope for your future. 
You don't know what's going to happen in the future with your ex. Exes come back all the time, sometimes after years, sometimes after 30 years. And we're not saying to put your life on hold like that. But for those of you that feel like I'll never hear from them again, most of you will, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, and even though it's hard to imagine that you're going to get better and that things are going to improve, they will. Just keep yourself moving forward, feeling it, healing it, putting words to it, getting into therapy, looking at your blind spots, looking at the areas you need to improve, and you'll get there. And everybody's at a different pace. Right. I like feeling it and healing it. Mm -hmm. Kind of rhymes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So hopefully you found this video helpful. If you did, put a comment and let us know. If you'd like to see more videos like this, let us know. And of course, if you want our help personally, that's what we're here for. You can get my help. Uh, I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you think I can be helpful to you, Please sign up. And Coach Victoria will continue to train with us. I'll be here. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.